Yeah, yeah. So you felt like you were being like a prima donna, and yeah. then they were being like, "We just want you to be okay." And you're like, "I am okay. I'm this. I'm sick brain though. You shouldn't be worried yeah. about me. Worried about yeah. it's your birthday." And I yeah. tried to like verbalize, like, "I just want to get in the car and start my work or whatever," because I know that we have to do a five hour car ride. But I also knew that the whole time they'd be checking on me, or yes. whatever. And like, when people are checking on me, like, I feel like I have to be there to like let them feel like I'm okay, so yeah. that like I don't know. I just feel guilty when there's like too much. It's a lot on me. Yeah. Especially when you have a ton of like self-directed work going on. I yeah. think people <laughs> don't mean to, but they minimize that work. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like unless you have a nine to five, people will not consider the fact that you actually have a lot of things to do. And going mm-hmm. somewhere with sketchy internet is going to fuck you up for a Oh, I would be shrieking. That's the other thing. So Ben asked me this morning, how are you feeling? And I said, blessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was like, why? And I was like, because that breakdown saved me from a breakdown in the other yeah. place. Which is? Which would be worse oh, for everyone. Yeah. I'd have to yeah. drive back. I couldn't do this podcast. Like, apparently the internet there is horrible. Did they go without you? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, That's they me. they That's made good. the decision, but not yeah. Ben. Ben stayed back, but literally okay. I overheard Jane being like, "But okay, we have to go if we're going to make the ferry. Let's just take her bags out of the car. If you guys want to come, you can come tomorrow." That's great. Yeah. Like it was so easy, so like don't even worry about it. Like and I come from like Jewish family, which like there's a lot of guilt. Like if especially if there's like a trip that was planned for a long time, like my brother still doesn't let my little sister live it down that she missed his high school graduation because she went to a farm for like her fourth grade trip. So I, in my mind, I'm not just thinking about my breakdown. I'm thinking about what ripple effect this is going to be and how much they're going to hold against me later. yeah. Yeah. Or like then just thinking like spiraling out and like, I started like, like wailing, like, and being like, I can't have them talking about me for five yeah. hours in the car. And Ben's like, oh. they're not. You know? Yes. So you really, there. but haven't you been kind of a part of this family for a chunk of time that you feel? Or do <laughs> We've you st- lived together for a year. Do you still feel a little bit on the outside? I feel on the outside all the time with oh, wow. everything. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not their fault. It's it's, it's not you. their fault. It's me. And that's something that's going on too. When I'm having a freak out that I'm like, I know it's me. I yeah. know I'm the problem. I've been the problem in so many other situations before that. I'm just like, and then you start doing your suicidal ideations and stuff and like have to yeah. pull back from that. And then you're like, Oh, even that makes me feel like I'm not worth being around because like, Normal people don't think about killing themselves once a week or more. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. why should I be here? If and I have it to, like, becomes like therapy the... and pills. And yeah, like, am I, am I giving them as much positively as I seem to be taking the, away from work? Like that right. they have to work to talk to me or whatever. Right. Yeah, totally. And I know, and the sensation of just being like, just let me, you know, I had a really interesting talk with my sister recently who she, she was having like a, a meltdown, like a big meltdown. Yeah. Like it sounds like you're having in this way that was like, she was like, she never cries. She's like a very together mm-hmm. woman. And, and she just was like, Jordan, you get to just like, if you have, if you want to figure your shit out and feel suicidal and depressed and all these things, you just like, close the door to your bedroom in Brooklyn and don't come out for a week. She was like, Mm. I have a kid and a husband who like, I have to keep showing up every day as somebody who isn't like this. And I was like, yeah, I have that. I mean, being in a relationship and having to, you know, wanting to obviously be candid and and transparent about how miserable you are, but also being like, man, I do not want to keep showing up every day as this like person who seems trapped within their own. But if you were on your own, that you yeah. wouldn't have this like audience, mm-hmm. you know, so you would, there wouldn't be the guilt. Right. And the audience yeah. ends up being the thing that like keeps you around. Once you tell them how you're feeling, like every time yeah. I've told somebody how I'm feeling, it's been such an opposite response of how I thought it would be. I thought it would be annoying or, you know, yeah. you know, actually I do have somebody in my life who most of the time when I was growing up and crying a lot would respond with anger. Yeah. And why are you crying and what's wrong with you? And there's nothing wrong in your life and you've been given everything. And so, you know what I mean? But besides that person, everybody else since that I've opened up that I've like chosen in my life has been so nice. And like, even Ben who like didn't really grow up talking about mental health or whatever, but really learned how to not jump to being like, Oh, nothing's wrong. You know, he'd be like, 
what do you feel is wrong? And let's like break it down and let's go for a walk and let's make sure you're fed and stuff. And like, yeah, they, they've been much more sympathetic. And my friends who I've reached out to before that I've been like, do you guys hate having a suicidal friend? They're like, no, like you talk to us about other stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, your other stuff does bother me. And so I guess the suicide is. Yeah. You bitch about other things. You're complaining about other stuff. Yeah. I will say that this will probably be good for you and the fam Mm -hmm. for that to, for them to see that. Cause then it kind of breaks down some walls. Cause I I mean, I yeah. have spent a year with Andrew's family, but I spent extensive time and I always feel like, like yeah. robot, yeah. I will not show you my true colors. And then by day, like four, I'm like having a breakdown, but it's all like inside and I'm giving uh-huh. them the stone face because I just want to leave and I can't take the fake positivity. So it was bound to happen. Maybe. It was bound to happen. And this yeah. was actually a harmless way because no one is, the only hurt is that they can't experience this trip with you right um, which is which like is you like, should be with your husband banging alone for your 70th birthday like we don't alone. need to be there we've bang been together alone. for a year but yeah they yeah. didn't really get to like see real remy until yeah. a year in living together which is a good a track record mine would have been like two weeks and i would have been having big deaths they 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 see when I'm depressed like they know when I lay around yes. and when I don't yeah, shower yeah. and stuff yeah. but they also don't comment on it like I yeah. feel like in New York, at least, or like my family there, like everybody, oh, I'm not doing well today. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of just like let you be. That's yourself. nice. Yeah. I always do the thing where I they find out who I am because I'm fighting with their kid. Yeah. Because I, mm. you know what I mean? Where they, and they are like, oh, now I see what's happening. Where I'm like, yo, what is going And I'm like, we're in like their childhood bedroom. And I'm like, why are you being a little bitch? And they're like, oh, yeah. now we see who this woman is, you know? Definitely. Yeah. I yeah, know when Ben and I, I fight, it's his fault. So yeah. <laughs> I realized like recently it's my fault. always my fault. Yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Every, every time, time something big. Yeah. And I've thought about this like going back in other relationships and like it's it's typically my fault that it escalates to the point of like a lot of anger, I think. Mm. Um, well, do you bottle a lot? Because I bottle when I'm like mad at people. And that's something that I noticed while I'm here. And when I've had other roommates, but here specifically, I really noticed that I was the problem because they're so perfect. Mm. You know, like, so in college, if I got depressed and then like hold up in my room and didn't talk to my roommates, I would start to like imagine that my roommates hated me and it was their mm. fault and they were really bad people and it wasn't me or whatever. But then the other, like yesterday, sitting in my bed alone and like crying after a while, I was like, well, doesn't this feel similar? And like, who's the common denominator in this? You. Yeah. Yeah. It's not them. It's like how you're handling it. Yeah. But yeah, you have to really... be able to see that without blaming yourself. Cause then you're without blaming, but being like, I'm can, I'm concocting these negative fantasies yeah. about how other people think about yeah. me. And I'm concocting how I think that they're going to, you know, go about the world. But like, it's not necessarily true. Yeah. You have to also like humble yourself and be like, people don't, they probably said, oh, she seems sad. I hope she feels better. And then they drove on their five hours without even mentioning you and or Ben. Yeah. They probably are like, oh, I hope she's okay. Now, how yummy was that food at my birthday? Good. Let's, oh let me look at I don't even know this woman, I can tell you're doing a perfect impression. Yeah, yeah, I do a flawless Jane whenever she sees my cat. Like, I literally, I wake up in the morning to Jane singing to my cat, Good morning, Butterblob. Oh. oh, you are just the cutest melted blob of butter. Is this his, This is his mother. Yes. And then his I dad is it. from Minnesota. Like, oh, he comes from, like, God. the most wholesome house. And does he? And then he goes on stage talking about licking my ass. Wow. <laughs> so, and and you and him <laughs> rarely fight, right? Because he, you do he fight. Yeah, he we fights fight. even though he has Minnesota and British. We're both Virgos, and so we're both very like antagonistic by nature. Um, yeah, but he he he'll, he's usually the one to be like, you want to smoke a joint. And then through smoking a joint, we like do breathing exercises. And then yeah, we're fine. yeah. 
I feel like every fight I ever had could end if I just like took one walk around the block. If I just removed myself for five seconds, I'm totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. If I smoked a one puff of weed or if I like drank a sip of wine, I'd be like, okay, what are we doing? I guess I don't need to be pissed at you. See, I was going to say the walk thing doesn't work for me if I'm walking alone because then I'll just ruminate on what he's Uh. just said and then I'll build up a bigger fight or whatever and be like, oh, really? You think it's okay to say that to somebody and then like come back with all these things? But if we smoke together or walk together, it's kind of like, okay, we're both shedding our angst and like we're both acknowledging that this was an issue in time. I hate the walks too. Cause you get back and they expect you to be all better. And you're like, they're mm. like, see, isn't mm. some fresh air good for you? Fuck the fuck Shut up. You go for up. Off, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the worst is when you're hungry and they're like, you're just hungry. Oh, and, you're like, no. and then you eat and you do realize that you yeah. were in yeah. the wrong, but it's not because you were hungry. It's because yes. you decided to let it go. And they're like, see, and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, we're he brought me this morning. soup this morning. He's like, you need to eat. Uh, and I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, I mean, you do, but goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so this was this was yesterday that this whole thing happened. Yeah. And so him him and you are now there. She's not, and he he isn't gonna like later be like, and that one time we couldn't go to my mom's birthday. No. If That's- he was smart, he would never bring it up. No. I don't think he would ever. I mean, yeah. If he did, I would be like, don't use mental health and breakdowns as like an attack on me because that literally is me in my most vulnerable moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not respecting that, I would be like, okay, you can't be here in my life. Like, it's hard to be with, to trust somebody who can't treat you properly when you're sad. Yeah. And someone who like brings it up as a joke yeah. or uses yeah. it against you. Cause you're like, Oh, you're supposed to be my rock bitch. And yeah. now you're faltering. So I also told him yesterday, like two hours after, like, I'm incredibly embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, and so if he were to use that against me, I'd be like, Oh, oh dagger. Fuck you. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm embarrassed is like the most disarming thing you can ever say to somebody. Like I'm really embarrassed yeah. about what I've done. That's like the yeah. best apology to do. Like I'm, ash- I'm ashamed and embarrassed. And when he and I fight, like we, okay. So Ben and I, is that me? My, uh, no, that was Maddie. Okay. Um, I have this podcast, How Come, but we're like expanding and learning new things this season. So I made him shoot this little mini series with me called How Cook, where he taught me how to cook. And without fail, we would have a knockdown drag out fight during every thing. And while we were fighting one day, I was like, all of this is on tape and you're going to be so embarrassed. And that disarmed him too, because he was like, you're right. I am going to be embarrassed because I know I'm doing something wrong. Okay. 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 I'm really sorry. What was he doing? Just being a dick in the, cause he was in charge. We were, we were both in charge and we were the producers and the videographers and the sound people and the talent. And so we we're both like very overwhelmed. Yeah. But I'm kind of more used to doing that because I do the podcast every week. Yeah. And yeah, we just kind of like, but we both were trying to be the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're going to include those little fights at the end of every episode oh, wow. because I think that's an important yeah, that's cool. part of relationships. You shouldn't just be looking at everyone edited and happy. Like, kind of the best thing about fighting if you're in a good relationship is how you make up and learn from it. Yeah, yeah I'm starting to think that maybe the ravenous having sex after a fight thing is a little bit may- maybe isn't the best. That's always how we I don't do that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I, I've I'm like, I've been like, yeah, but then after you fight, you have this incredible sex, and I'm like, this this might not be ideal. Yeah. Do you know why I, that like why people think that works is because of oxytocin. It's yeah. a hormone. Yeah, yeah. So it makes you think it, it like chemically bonds you maybe even before emotionally you've healed. Yeah. And so like you're For back sure. together, but like the, the issue itself was just swept under the rug and become. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I, I also think that it um does some sort of weird, not like uh, I was going to say like epigenetic, but like 
subconscious tweaking around that basically says that if you stir the turd, you will get rewarded with Mm -hmm. the endorphins. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to be teaching the Pavlovian dog in Mm -hmm. my head that you're going to come if you stir his head. His head, I think, is more dangerous. Yes, right. He'll see the light at the end of the tunnel when a fight comes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we like never do like makeup sex or regular sex, but we never do like makeup. Sex. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that. Um, That's been a great yeah. thing about this year is like, yeah, the makeup sex is taken off the table because we live yeah. as fucking 70 year old parents. And yeah. 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 How, Maddie, have you and Andrew gotten in any big blowouts recently? Um, no, nothing crazy. He accidentally called me annoying and I heard him and I he didn't mean me for me to hear him. And then it was like, <laughs> who was he oh, talking to? Hit, well, not no one. He said it out loud. I'm like, bitch, we got the thinnest walls in Queens. Are you How kidding? <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, it, it was, was understood. He was pissed enough to like mutter to himself, yeah, like, yeah, annoying. I'm like, bitch, I'm so mad that he was that. like, she's so fucking. Like that? I, I was looking for the H6, the Zoom thing. Or I was looking for help with it. And I texted him. My audio is messed up. And he said, bring it in here. And I te- and we're texting from two different rooms, oh of my course, because that's Cute. quarantine. And he said, bring it in here. I said, why? And then I said, would you know what to do? And he took that as, why would you know what to do? You know when you send two Ooh. different texts? And I said, that was not my intent. Mm. That's when he said, uh. Maddie, you're so annoying. You know, like a fucking six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, me. I heard that. I said, bitch, I heard that. And then it was, he was like quiet. And yeah. then he came out and was like, you heard, you were supposed to hear that. I'm like, well, you were supposed to say it, bitch. So then <laughs> it was a, kind of a so quiet funny. day in the apartment and we kind of meandered around each other and then had, we did like a makeup kind of food. We usually do like makeup food. Yeah. And then like silent meandering though is so awkward. You're like, <laughs> are they ready to talk to me yet? And if they are, am I ready to talk to them? And like, it's so bad because under it all, Andrew and I like can't, we look at each other and we try not to laugh, but we're still mad at each other. So he'll be like, yeah, there's coffee in there. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 so, the rules say we're supposed to be mad at each other for another six hours, but we're trying not to laugh. Yeah. So. That's the best. That's, what that's I, the best kind of relationship though. I, I was going to yeah. say, that's what I, I don't know if it's about being in a comedy couple or just a couple that like values humor is like the day after Ben's little breakdowns during the cooking shoot. Like we laughed about it the next day. Yeah, like we were like, "When's that footage from?" And he's like, "I think that's during one of my breakdowns." Yes. <laughs> and we were like, "Yes, Definitely. that was insane. You're yes. insane." <laughs> I think being able to laugh off that like obvious insane stuff, but then mm-hmm. also take note of stuff that shouldn't be laughed at, mm-hmm. a la yesterday, mm-hmm. is like super important, especially if our quarantine couple like. Yeah. Okay. Yesterday, not don't touch it. Maybe you. Maybe you could initiate the laughing at that in three years. But it's good to know. I like, can. Yeah. 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 And I'm ready. Honestly, I'm, re- <laughs> I'm ready. I will make a joke probably today. I mean, even just saying I was blessed, like that was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, great. like he walked and he's like, "How are you doing?" And I was like, "Feeling blessed." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hmm really yeah um but yeah he called me extra the other day and I fucking lost my shit because I was just like listening to Jonas Brothers and like trying to like have fun and I was like don't call me extra and he's like no I said you're being extra and I was like it does not matter it does not matter so Andrew and and what's his face are just walking around saying things that you what is his name again Rami Ben 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 DeMarco Ben and (laughs) Andrew are just running around I mean the 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 things that they're saying are like middle school Maddie's so annoying and you're yeah. extra. And I'm like, extra. These extra. Little, these I'm like, girls. just call me a slut whore cunt. I don't give a shit, you know, but it's so funny that Andrew in the other room was like, you're so annoying. And you so were like, hey, so annoying. I'm like, I know that you're sitting on a Zoom call with boxers and a button up. Do not even call me annoying. Yeah. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do think it's that time in quarantine where like stuff's coming out. Yeah. And it, it does, it's not all held in anymore. And sometimes we all can't help ourselves. I have a question for you guys regarding quarantine relationships, because we didn't start our relationships in quarantine. So like we're in relationships in quarantine, but these aren't quarantine relationships, but I've been thinking yeah. about quarantine relationships a lot. And like, I'm kind of nervous for them 
to have to hang out with other people again and like get the version of their partners that isn't like completely dedicated to them. Like I know when we open back up, like I have a bunch of Ben's friends that he's going to be hanging out with. I know that his time's going to be divvied up. Like those couples, like are used to like having like, like everything be about them. And I just wonder if they're going to fare well. You've you're, talked about so you're talking about couples up. who became couples during mm-hmm. point. Yes. I actually How many I was there? telling Jordan it's there's a there's lot. And it's when I year. do shows when I do shows, there's a bunch of like we're mm-hmm. on our sixth month, we're on our eighth month. And I think it's like when you're in high school and you say, Oh, we'll stay together during college and then one month in mm. anything that starts in one setting and goes to a new setting, yeah, kaputs in my kaputs. humble opinion. Yeah. Because yeah. you got the control. You don't you're not hanging out every night. He's not trying to hang with the guys. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm like, you go do you for three months. I don't give a fuck, you know. But those quarantine cups, mm-hmm. I think are about to struggle hard. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I'm curious. Um, I don't, I don't right, right in, no guys. way that they will survive. I mean, there's no, it, there, there's no possibility. There's you no can't, way. there's like, if you build a relationship that's not based off of a social foundation mm-hmm. and then you go vacuum. out, there's yeah, no vacuum. fucking way. I mean, they just are going to have to start from scratch. Or the thing I'm worried about is that people are going to just become, I'm not worried about this, but I think is really going to happen. I think people are going to go out less, mm. you know? like people who are in couples. And I think we're going to see a lot of people in our generation have gotten used to like sitting inside with themselves. Maybe they'll procreate or something. Mm -hmm. But I, I think the people that are couples who got used to being with each other as much as they're like, they're driving me crazy. I'm going to go out are going to be like, "Mm, you're going to go out for like an hour or so. And then you guys are going to get winded and retreat, you know? Yeah. And it'll make you like appreciate like together time again but i i've even been having this like fear of like oh he's gonna go back to being new york ben you know who's like priorities are different and like i've gotten so accustomed to watching him be like the good son and like we clean up the kitchen every night and like whatever but i'm like at least i know him before this yeah like they don't know those people maybe I don't know. There's guys out there who could be like insane, like drunks, you know, when they get with their friends. I already know he's an insane drunk. We already, (laughs) I wasn't, I'm saying every guy and Ben in New York, you know, and especially once that everyone gets the vaccine, people are going to be out and about. I mean, it's the same with like Matt James. He didn't want to call, he didn't want to marry any of those women because the COVID's ending. He wants to go out there and fuck people. Was that The Bachelor? Yeah. Okay. I had the, (laughs) he didn't pick any of the women. Maddie, stop. I have to watch it yet. Oh, how do you avoid the news? I know everything about it. I just don't watch it. Yeah. That's my theory. Oh, that's your theory. Have you seen it? Is that he just wanted to fuck? My theory is that COVID is ending and he's the first, this is his first time on TV. Yes. He just banged 50 women. Now he's like, I want to go bang more women. I don't want to. But also he probably signed up for the show too, because if you are on a reality show, you get COVID tested and you can bang people. Bang people. Bang people. Love Island US. It was like the first show. They were like, oh, we're all fucking COVID free. We might as well bump gens. Bump. Yeah. He also, I think that I think was put up for it by TC, put him up as a bachelor, right? And was like, yo, it's my TC. buddy should do it. T- uh, Tyler, t- Tyler, the hot, really Tyler hot guy. Cameron and Hannah. Hold on, I'm gonna close the door. Um, yeah, I think that I think that he's just shows. I mean, there's no way he's gonna be. He's not gonna be a part of the Bachelor Nation by any means. He just is. You know Matt? what I mean, Matt? No, he's he's so a fucking loser. He's no, so yeah, regular. He's, yeah, he's just like a normal dude. Like the other guys are like Hollywood dudes that are, you know what I mean? Like you can just yeah. tell that they're like built for it. Whereas he's just like, yeah, a he's regular like dude. A weird Republican. He's a weird Republican. He's a weird Republican. Yeah. Like the liberal elites are not going to let him in. We will not let him in. Uh-uh. As well as the liberal elites. I yeah, as- <laughs> we had a meeting and we said no. Okay, wait, Um, hold on, you guys, wait. I will uh, do the upgrade at some point, but no, don't pay for Zoom. Don't pay for Zoom. What do you mean? Don't pay for it. Just keep doing this. The Mm -hmm. ten-minute thing is like the perfect excuse for an out if you have a bad guest. (gasps) Oh, wow, that's such a good point. Yeah, that's time's up. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow, time's up. Plug your shit. Peace. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, good call. 
Do you watch The Bachelor, Remy? I used to. It's I gotten stopped, bad. I think I stopped after Rachel Lindsay's season. Yeah. This um, one just sucks. This is just a normal guy. This is just Tinder. Just Tinder in The Bachelor, it's you know? It's literally Tinder because he's not even that hot. He's normal. And every date is the same. He's like, I'm glad you said that. And he, there's no chemistry mm. anywhere. That's what they say. Those other guys were very, like, they're creepy, but they have charismatic, joking, picks them up, throws them around. Mm. Matt James they're, is a stupid They got somebody who is doesn't believe in the delusion, which is The Bachelor, yeah. which is like... Great. He's, you know what I mean? Like the rest yeah. of them are, are fucking monsters, but it's like, yeah. dude, you need to do the whole song and dance when they had his father on. That was some Truman show shit. They had his dad on and basically had to, con- he confronted the dad about like being an absent father, mm-hmm. which is so, and they, it, it is, it's some spooky shit. Well, so he gave a little bit of himself to that, but yeah, like you kind of yeah. know what you're signing up for. Like they say the same phrases over and over again. Like, I really think I could see a future with him. Like phrases that you've never heard in normal life. Like everyone says two to three times in the same episode. Yeah. And I don't know. I would like to see a more broken down version. No, I don't. I don't need the bachelor. I don't like this one person and everybody else competes for them. I think it's no one is good enough for that. No one's good enough. No one's good enough for that. Yeah. But also like. It makes the girls think that they like the person more. It makes the person think that they're more powerful. It's again, in a vacuum. Like, of course, he's the guy that you're falling in love with. He's the only guy you've seen in three months. You know, whereas Love Island will always... Love Island is incredible. ...will always be fantastic because if somebody is not connecting, then somebody else is. And yeah. The thing that's disturbing about watching The Bachelor is that the... Like the juxtaposition of that one haggard girl, Nicole, that they had on who just like looked regular and didn't wear enough makeup and was just yeah. like a regular sorry, size body. Nicole, I haven't seen you. Oh, so. sorry. Not Nicole. Victoria. I was calling her. Oh. Um, she's I, haggard. Yeah. Like looking at that girl compared next to all of the like beauty pageants yeah. one is so disturbing because you're like. That was disturbing. Yeah. Right. Because you're like, I am far more on the end of Victoria and she looks mm. Fucked up on here, like it's like <laughs> they all look like Disney princesses, and they're and they're and also I live with two men, and one of which spends the entire time we're watching being like, all I want is a woman like her, and I'm like, that mm-hmm. is not a woman, that is a fembot that has been created yeah, as silicone. Yeah, it, but it blows my mind that they can find so many of them every season. That I'm like, wow, and they all like dress the same. Like I started to think. They must have a wardrobe department that's just they do, like they full do, yeah. of riding boots and cable knit sweaters and blankets. All like, of those like millennial outfits. Yeah. The wide brimmed hat when they go outside, yes. the long curls, etc. They have like, I'm like, how do they have other jobs? Yeah. They seem to be doing so much work on themselves. Yeah. It's just funny how it's like <clears throat> a girl will come in with fake lips and a fake ass and they're like, what is your job? And she's like, I'm a dental hygienist. And you're like, what is happening? Where did they find you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. She's like, oh, I'm a nurse's aide. And you're like, how did you have Botox yeah. 15,000 times? There's hot girls in every city. There's, there's a, hot girls. There's yeah. A group of select hot girls in every city. That's why we are not. Mm. We, don't, we never met them because uh, they don't run with us. <laughs> yeah, they don't run with them. Very <laughs> uncomfortable being friends with very hot girls. Yeah, it's interesting. And maybe because um, I'm like attracted to them, but also jealous. It's a very weird. All my friends are so, all my non comic female friends are incredibly hot and it drives mm-hmm. me nuts. Me too. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't have hot friends like Bachelor hot, like hot, no. hot, like carry themselves in that way, very girly, like different values i don't have any friends yeah remy do you have friends like that yeah i I grew up on the upper east side of new york where like kind of were socialite and training yeah you know like if you weren't gonna be like a business and that wasn't ever outspoken and nobody ever would want to be called a socialite but it was always about like getting dressed up and looking perfect and going to the right places with the right people or whatever and like yeah a lot of my friends I feel I would choose because they were attractive enough for guys to want to hang out with all of us do you know what I mean like I I would have friends that I was genuinely close with but then guys would be like like she has ugly friends and then you would try and be friends with like the hot cool friends oh I see girls 
so that guys would yeah. be like, that's a hot group of girlfriends. True. You need the one other Which is horrible. It's horrible, yeah. I had like a, st- a shocking realization a couple of days ago when I was upstate with my mom. I was like, I was thinking about, because I'm about to turn 30. I was like, I think mm-hmm. I spent the entirety of my 20s trying to be near or have men inside me or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just trying to be in yeah, the mm-hmm. company of men in a way that like. I'm a recovering pick me. Hello. It's so fucked yeah. up. Like a I think decade. A lot of people are, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think a lot of people are, and I think a lot of people are still doing it, but it's like, I mean, I guess you come to the terms, you get into a relationship where you're like, ah, now I see like just being with this one person. And now I can let go of all of these expectations of myself being like a good, hot, attractive woman. Mm-hmm. But I'm like single. So I'm like, okay, I've, I'm letting uh, go of this. You know what I mean? In this yeah, way, yeah, that's yeah. like. I'm letting go of it in a way that's almost like uh, I'm prepared to die alone because I cannot waste another second trying to be. Right. I, yeah. I but that's the thing, too. Guys. Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day. Like, Ben might like me for who I am now, but I'm not married to Ben. And, you know, yeah. we might yeah. not spend forever together, but I still, if we were not together, would like to still feel happy about me being me and not go back to that trying yes. to yeah. trick someone into dating the smoke and mirrors of me, me and then slowly yeah. reveal who I am because what what happens when you do that is like it, it's a fucking lie yeah. and when you're just yourself like yeah maybe you're not going to catch 50 guys in a night but because that's what what everybody thinks is you have to be attractive to everybody. No, you have to be attractive to one person who is genuinely like drawn to you because of your actual energy and personality and what you look like. And like, yeah, it's much more satisfying when you look at it that way, instead of like, I have to be like, like undeniably hot to every guy. I think that you become hot to the one person who rejected you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I think that that becomes the whole barometer is the first person in your life. Who's like, I know everything about you. I've had sex with you. I've seen you. I know you. And I'm going to choose to walk away from you. The rest of your like love life, you know, until you actively decide to step away from it is you just being like in their eyes, would this be good? You know, how do I get to this place? Yeah. Yeah. And now I think about the first guy that I, like lost my virginity to and was like obsessed with or whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck about his opinion. Yeah. He's a horrible person. And he was he did horrible then, things you know? to me. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's probably grown since, but like probably not. Yeah. But it's weird to have it in your mind. Like I'm trying to be attractive to this person that was also mm-hmm. 20 years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just as confused mm-hmm. and didn't know anything and probably looks at different women in a totally different lens now. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still doing like a 2009, like, yeah. how do I get, you know what I mean? Which oh, is like, my. there's everything is different. You are different. You, he is different. It's a whole different paradigm, but you get like lodged yeah. in the trauma of being abandoned or, or being yeah. like, you know, told that you're Rejected. not worthy. Yeah. yeah. If exactly. I could go back in time, I would just yeah not focus on men at all at all i felt that mm-hmm. is my I one thing up. i spent mm-hmm. much so much money on college and the, the whole time i was focused on like if there was a man in the at the party who liked who's there and i could have had so much fun with just my girlfriends but it was like never enough and right. i like, i didn't totally go abroad that. because i yeah. didn't want to miss time with this guy that no. i was like like just fucking all of college yeah. and he treated me like shit or whatever. Totally. And I was like, I'm not going to apply for abroad because I met my miss time with him. Yeah. So I drove I to fucking Saratoga Springs, lied about wanting to go see a horrible band just so that I could see a kid with a shaved mohawk who now is like forever lost in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Like three and a half yeah. hours. And I remember just being like, why are you doing this? Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Because there are so many times where that happened where I was yep. just like, and he went abroad. I didn't go abroad, but he did. Oh, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would go back in time and I would say, you know, these boys that you think so highly of or whatever, you're not going to think very highly of them in your 30s. And they're going to watch your Instagram stories every day. Yeah. And they're going to set message you things like, looks like you're killing it. Let me know if you are ever back home. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. And you'll say, I'm, I'm good, Brian, but I you. <laughs> dude, I get the looks like you're killing it. Let me know when you're back home. One, yeah. they're, they're, insane. they're insane. They do Shut make the me feel up. like I'm sucking the youth out of a child and that I am getting younger and more vital every time I receive one of them. I will admit. I'll I, say that. Oh, totally. I think you are. 
Yeah. Or if you like someone from your home posts that they just bought a one story home and you're like, ah, (laughs) and the couples sold, sold to us. Oh, my nightmare. But, um, yeah, I would go back and just focus on the girl time and not, I don't know why I had this some like yeah. timeline in my head of like, get a boyfriend who will marry you. Why now. were we like, so what? Are you Can I tell you why? It's yeah. because the patriarchy or whoever it is, the society tells us that women age worse than men <clears throat> and that we are on, only here to make babies. And so we are on a very strict time schedule. We are. You know, if you are going to have a baby maybe three babies, and then still look hot as a young mom, that means you're probably going to want to get married around 26, start popping them out, be finished yeah. by 30, because 30 is when we get told that you start like decomposing. Yeah. Um, and that like, you're not going to be like valuable anymore. And it's just such a fucking lie. Like, I don't Which know. Which means we have one decade of lucidity. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you get to be a kid for like two seconds, then you go to college, and then you better get fucking wiped. Like, there's no personal be yourself time, and like, it just enrages me. At, like, there are so many guys who age so ugly, and yeah. it seems to like only society or maybe celebrity culture. I don't know what it is. Only seems to be like, oh, these women aged like shit. Or whatever, but if we also at- cling to youth, which is an issue. Like, yeah, if I'm trying to look young, I'm gonna look weird because I'm not young. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if I'm inject, if I'm if I'm doing, you know, like Nicole Kidman, yeah. she's easy to make fun of because you're like, bitch, your face hasn't moved in ten years. Like, you gotta mm. let yourself your plasticity happen. And I and you know men don't do that, so they come off as more human. Whereas women trying to you know have oh no, they're botoxing time. too now. They are yeah. botoxing, yeah. They are yeah. botoxing too, and they look fucking nuts. And everybody, I think everybody needs to like get away from like Everyone. needing to stay yeah. young forever. Yeah. But specifically, women, because people say, "Oh, your biological clock is ticking." Yeah. No, it's not. There are a lot of babies out here that need to be adopted. You know, like your your path in life might not even be motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and you spend so much time like constructing your timeline around this thing that you might not even want. And like, I think it's also addiction, though. I think like if I have sex with somebody one night, like say I have sex with somebody on Monday. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, I for sure am going to want to hit that button again. Like, like mm-hmm. it, it, it's the same way for me with like alcohol and, you know, sugar. It really is like I can do it once. And then I'm like the next day, I'm like, yo, I can hit it and quit it. That was great. But then the day after I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling like a slump in my serotonin and that's what I need. And that like addiction to another person's like physiology rubbing up against yeah. you gets like oh makes you want to lock it down too yeah it does yeah. make you want to because i've thought about this i've been so <clears throat> lucid with dudes and been like i don't want kids i don't want a relationship mm-hmm. i'm not into dating one person right now this is what i'm going through and mm-hmm. as soon as i have my head on their chest i'm like is forever too long is that yeah. is that uh-huh. long you know what i mean like it's yeah, and I'm like so true. oh shit here we go and i have yeah. to like give myself a week off in order to like get the fucking cum yeah. out of my brain yeah it's bad i was also it's like real for me, it's like a mix of what Remy's saying, a mix of what Jordan's saying, and then kind of like childhood neglect where I was raised like unguided. So I was like, if any, I would love for someone to love me. And Mm -hmm. so I was just like chasing that nourishment for until like I met Andrew. And now I'm like, same with Remy. I'm like, if I, if we break up, I'll go back into the world. Like, sir, like indifferent, like Samantha Jones, I will not. My tolerance for men is below zero at this point. Yeah. I'm Samantha Jones. Definitely. <laughs> that's how I'm feeling. Um, yeah. I also think that it's like the, yeah, my family doesn't really love me that much. So then that guy's family will love me. And if yes. they, their family will love me, we'll start our own family. We'll have each other. The thing that I'm having a little bit of trouble remembering is the feeling of wanting, like right now, I, I don't have that feeling of like, I want to be a unit with somebody. And when we face the world, they're like, that's Jordan and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I used to have that so much where I was like, mm-hmm. I love the idea of showing up as like a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like something snapped at like 29 that was like, fuck teams. Like you were like, that, wait, I'm worth stuff by myself. That's so yeah, I, I can't remember the feeling of really wanting that. And then I, I think what happened is I was in a super feminine role in my head. Like I, I think mm. I was in less of like a, I'm going to do comedy or I'm going to, you know, be the, my own Mm -hmm. person and was more like 
it, you know, I'll, I'll be a professor and they'll be the like strong such and such, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think I had more heteronormative roles yeah. in my head. Yeah. So I was like, I will kind of need that like protection. And, and I think yeah, I everything you see role. in rom-coms is like, you are not completed until you find another That's person. the other and thing is the media we consume is like rom-coms and then every like celebrity couple they spin to us in a romantic, like everything mm-hmm. is obsessed with coupledom. Mm-hmm. So rom-coms, as early as like Disney princess shit, yeah. you're just taught like, oh, I got to find my prince. I yeah. have to be rescued that, too. Like yeah, I have to, have to be, be rescued, rescued from the, I from know. Myself. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, wah, wah, wah. I'm Julia Roberts, sad, blah, blah, blah. And now that's just like, that's us. That's what we were in college, just sitting around waiting. And there's yeah. no hot guys because there's no fucking hot guys in the world. There's one it's for my every 500 to... women. Yeah. And it's... nobody wants to rescue another person. No way. Like, that's not another person's job. Like, people help you when you're in a relationship, obviously. But, like, no one's going to, like, see somebody and be like, oh, they have nothing going on and they're just waiting for me. No. Awesome. Dude, I have They're, been having a yeah. recent thing where men will act like that to me. Men will be like, I just feel like everything's really bad. And I'm really freaked out and I don't know what's going on. Do you want to fuck? And I'm like, what are you what? saying? <laughs> Go to it's therapy. Happening. Yeah. It, it really is coming up a lot where they're like, yeah, I'll like talk to somebody and I'm, we'll get into this thing and I'll be like, yeah, I feel you. I, you know, things are hard. Da, da, da. And then they will proposition sex. And I'm like, yep. What are you thinking? You just told me your life's in the shitter. Like, why would yeah. I? What part of my biology would ever be like, ooh, here's a good fixer up? Or like, no, dude, no. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a guy who's wearing like good arch support and who is like ignoring me because they're busy, you know? Yes. It's- I've been having a lot of conversations with guys sliding in, like trying to be vulnerable. And it seems like for the first time, like, I don't yeah. think men have been instructed on how to be be emotionally available or talk about emotions so when they do it's like very blunt and a little disarming like i i posted Dude, after so you disarming. guys told me I'm about like, the crystal blocking people i'm like yeah the fuck? stop messaging yeah. me no after we <laughs> talked about the crystalia video like the apology thing i posted yeah. like this rant about it about how like yeah. it's fucking nuts and we shouldn't just like let him get off for being a pedophile and a friend of mine DM'd me, who's a guy, who's a comic, who is pretty woke in every other sense. And he's like, has this ever happened to you? And I was like, are you talking about grooming or statutory rape? <laughs> and, he's both it. and he's yeah. like, he's like, well, I guess grooming. And I was like, not by anything, I guess, specifically other than society. But yeah, I've had statutory rape happen to me. Yeah. And then I was like, also, this is a fucked up way to ask a person that question. Yeah. Like you don't just like launch into a question like that or somebody, this guy who's like a comedy booker texted me today being like, uh, can I talk to you about mental health and like asking about my pills and stuff, which is like, I understand yes. that, that you want to grow and you're asking questions and stuff, but they haven't, they haven't I'm set up a space sens- for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to be sensitive to them and not get too triggered because I'm like, yeah, at least they're trying or whatever. And at least they're reaching out to me because they know that like, I do talk about this stuff often, but like, I'm just like, Oh my God, never reach out to another woman and ask if she has never. been I beg of in you. such a casual because way. It sounds like you're taking it in. I would get the feeling of like, have you been raped? Has like, this are you happening this into your spank bank? Like why? Cause are you yeah. thinking about it? Can I say, I, I would also like to say that when you're a woman on the internet, men, for some reason, message you so much as so much. if, like, you want to be mess. They think we want to be messaged stuff like that, too. They think because mm. Remy has, like, a podcast mm. and she has hot takes on Chris D'Elia, they want to hear your takes. And then the messages just turn into, like, borderline sexual harassment if yeah. they keep mm-hmm. messaging you. If you let a man message you too much. Yeah, because someone the spank bank reminded me. So I posted an Instagram story today, and a guy finally said, "Adding this to my spank bank." And I literally no. said, "Yeah, I, every fucking dude who tries to like message me on it turns into sexual harassment after yeah. if you let it too much." Yeah, even if they're think, like, "I think you're so funny. I'm a huge fan," and you're like, "Hey, thank you so much." They're like, "Let me know yeah. if you're ever in Seattle. I want to eat your ass." And you're like, "Well, <laughs> it always okay. goes too far." Oh, I so, hate it. 
I that's why I literally made Ben part of my brand. I literally, I don't go on podcasts anymore without mentioning that I have a boyfriend, even though, even though that shouldn't be the reason why you don't message someone inappropriate stuff, but it seems to be the only thing that makes them stop. It seems to be. But then one guy was like, um, right. One guy was like, does your boyfriend mind that other guys hit on, like, does your boyfriend get off on other guys hitting on you? And I'm like, oh, great. You're using my boyfriend to use it as leverage for your cuck fantasies. Yeah. You know? yeah. Does your boyfriend mind that I'm jacking off to you right now? Literally. Yeah. I feel like you cannot win. But anyway, I digress from the mental health. Yeah, man. I no, die. No message. Gross. No message. Speaking of mental health, just got on the Prozac. I told you. Woo, how do you like it? Um, I was having a lot of it. I've been on it like when I was mm-hmm. younger for years and um, I got off it for the same reason everybody does because they get better. And then they're like, well, eh, you know, I don't need it. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I was taking like when it. I diet, I'm always like, oh, my God, I am this naturally thin. And it's like, no, you've been working really hard. Yeah. It's insane. Anytime I lose weight, I'm like, I knew it. I just had to wait till I got to a certain age and my body mm-hmm. would shed weight by blinking. Yeah. And third like, puberty. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, amazing. I switched it so that it was at, I'm taking it at night. I've also mm-hmm. had an insomnia, a little bit of a problem since losing my sense of smell with COVID a year ago that I've been having like weird sleep stuff. And you the still Prozac, don't have smell? Not fully. No, not fully. Wow. I know it's crazy, I'm but sorry. the Prozac gets me to sleep mm-hmm. and That's you know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. making me super groggy and now it's just doing all the great. It's really it is really nice. I will say there's a very familiar hue that I remember having as a kid, like a a little bit of a um, aura, uh, dissociated feeling. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like it takes me a second to be like, oh, I'm here, here I am. You know what I mean? No, it's okay. a little less. Th- it's a tiny bit less like um. Uh, it's, it's kind of like, almost like when you take Adderall, it's just like a little bit more removed. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like see yourself. Yes. Yeah. There's a little bit emotions. of like, uh-huh. 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 What mm-hmm. are you take? You take antidepressants. Yeah. I'm on Lexapro and mm-hmm. I love it. And mm-hmm. I actually, so I was just talking to this guy today, uh, cause he was like, you know, like how long did it take for you to actually get on it? Like, what are the steps? And, and like, when should I start therapy or whatever? Cause I was like, you know, you go to therapy and then they prescribe you when right. you tell them how you're feeling. And he's like, when's right. the time to go to therapy? I was like, uh, Yesterday. right now. Yeah. Like if you're wondering, yeah. like fucking go. Therapy should be with you through your drug process. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I got prescribed though. And I had a really bad stigma against antidepressants mm-hmm. against like any, anything thing that I've been dealing with, I've always been like, that's like an issue that that's a you problem, not like Mm. a real thing. Yeah. And, um, it took me like two months of having my meds before I took them because I like just wasn't going to do it. I thought it was like a cop out. And then I was like crying to my therapist one day and she was like, Remy, what you're doing right now, like trying to go through life being depressed without antidepressants is like Mm -hmm. trying to climb Mount Everest with ankle weights on, you know, like life's already hard enough. Everest is already hard enough. Take the ankle weights off. And the second I took the Lexapro, like I'm like a a textbook Lexapro user. Like it was meant for me. It was like instantly felt better. That's not to say I don't have panic attacks still, but like my baseline isn't waking up like (gasps) anymore. Yeah. Yes, I have way less of that since starting. Way less of the waking up and just immediate panic. Mm-hmm. That was a That's really big so one. great. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. I mean, it is also like I am very pro pro, you know, SSRI just because we don't get enough serotonin as it is, mm-hmm. and it just you know I think everybody should be on a low dose. But there was for like that first week, I was like, oh no, I have this like I have the lethargy that happens when you take it. And then I just switched it to night and it solved the sleep problem altogether. Yeah. I used to think I couldn't take my pills at night for some reason. Yeah. Me too. Psychosomatic, like, oh, like something's going to happen and I do it at night and it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been really helpful. It's also been, um, it's, uh, I don't know if it it feels a lot less. um, I realize a lot 
now that I'm on it, how much less chaotic I am as a human being than I always think I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've allowed, I've allowed myself to be like, Oh, those shit, negative fantasies of yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Which is really cool. I um, like it too, that like, we can all just like kind of say it now too, without yeah. it being like some fucking big deal. Like yeah. my grandmother who I lived with, who I started, how come out of her house, whatever, like jolliest woman of all time. And yeah my mom didn't tell me until she passed away. Oh, well, you know, my nanny was so happy. Like she was on Prozac her whole life. Nice. You know, like, and I was like, Oh, Oh, so like you can be a totally wonderful person. Yeah. And be on Prozac and it doesn't make you like deficient or anything. Yeah, definitely. No. Yeah. I think so long as, especially on like a, a, a normal amount, like when I was 12, yeah. they pumped me up with so many milligrams and I was like, just completely numb to it. And, and now I'm like, yeah, I'll, you don't need, a, you don't need to tank yourself with serotonin. You just need a tiny bit in order to yeah. recognize what's the difference between the abyss and what's something that you can get yourself out of, you know? Yeah. yeah. Slippery slope to the abyss. Slippery we'll slope to the pills. abyss. Yeah. Really? But I feel like if you have your person, you're talking to them, or if you kind of just like know your limits, then you, I feel like we're getting to that age where, I don't know if Remy, if you guys saw on TikTok where the body dysmorphia TikTok, where you're like mm. eating and then people remember their old fat pictures when they're eating. Like, it's no, like, oh, I'm not on that one like, yet. It's, you're eating and then the pictures of the old fat. But you also have to remember you're at an age where you wouldn't let yourself fall into the abyss of antidepressants. You wouldn't be able to let yourself fall into the abyss of antidepressants or the abyss of binge eating or any of that because you're older now and you yeah. know yourself more. So people, that's the big, that's the fear with everything with schizophrenia, like yeah. all of that, yeah. that feeling of being on a roof and wanting to jump off and being yeah. like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm 30. I am not going to let myself do that. If I, if I went to jump <laughs> off, if I pulled my leg up to jump off, my other leg would pull me back down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my right. body won't let you wreck it. It won't sometimes. Yeah. But also I think it's really interesting. Like what you're saying that you remember certain moments. Like I feel like I keep reliving different things at different stages of my life. Like this, like crying alone in the room thing or whatever. But then you can like, be like, okay, I've been here before. How do we handle it differently this time? Yeah. Because we know how we handle it in the past. And like, that didn't work really well. Yeah. 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 It's true. I feel like learning from your mistakes and like putting that application to use when the things come up again is way more valuable than trying to prevent things from happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. I think the, I I was looking through these photos on my, my best friend was like flipping through all of these photos of me and her growing up. And I was like, I, I, that's kind of when I had that realization of, I just spent a full decade trying to get with men. Yeah. But I was like, man, like, I know that I was having a good time and I know that I was socializing and I know that I was enjoying myself but in all of these photos, I was realizing how much I was so, I was sure that I wasn't the authority on my own life at all. Yeah, and totally. that everybody yeah. else was, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Definitely. only now are we like, I, I get to, you know, I, like I was talking about, you know, how it, it was funny how my therapist was like, you, you know, you might not need Prozac because you're not, you know, all these things. And I'm like, no, no, no. I get to decide what goes on with my brain, yeah. brain chemistry. I'm an adult. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's like, a, it's a very big switch. That, and I don't know if it's just females that go through it, but like, yeah, yeah. for a long Good time, question. you're like, is everybody else's opinion of me who I am? Mm-hmm. And then like, this year too, I think we have like the pandemic is fucking horrible, but there are little blessings that have yeah. been put in it. And one of them was just really like focusing on yourself because mm-hmm. if nobody else was around, it was really like, okay, I'm doing certain things and it's changing my life either for the better or for the worse. And like, yeah. I can take those things into account and learn from them and, and trust myself that I know, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Definitely. You know the best. And I always used to let people like pick things for me and be afraid of pushback and take everything as his final answer. But you mm-hmm. know better than anyone else. Even when And it comes even to, if you think you don't know. Yeah. Like 
You do. I don't know. I just had these two women on because after our episode about body dysmorphia, I was like, okay, I should actually start working out just for my brain. (laughs) And I brought these two women on and like one of them made a really good point too, that she was like, women think that we're on like a nine to five schedule, but we're really on like a 28 day schedule. Mm. And so like, listen to your body. If you don't want to work out one day or something, or you're not ready to like like do actual work one day because like you're controlled by the moon and, and that sounds like really hokey and stuff, but it's like, no, your, your period is a different schedule than like what society wants you to fit into. Mm -hmm. So like lean into that. Sometimes if you are having like a really productive week, just mm-hmm. fucking do it. Don't expect yeah, yeah. yourself to do it next week because that's might not how you how you're feeling then. Yeah. I know. That is the most important thing to to remember is this like yeah, the reason why you're feeling thin this week is cuz you just shed everything. Do not get used to it and assume yeah. that that's how your body is going to be the next week it'll be different. And just cuz you're feeling strong and powerful now does not mean next week when you're feeling like you're mm-hmm. under attack, which could be just like a biological response to something happening in your body. It doesn't mean you've like gone back or like yeah. digressed yes. at all. Yeah. It's just right. And yeah. doesn't, and just because you're hysterically crying yeah. doesn't mean that you're no longer a boss and doesn't mean that you can't do other things. Like one of my favorite things about the Kardashians, I fucking hate the Kardashians in general mm-hmm. now, but I love watching Kris Jenner cry because yeah. she runs that whole fucking business and billion dollar industries and sobs. And I'd never seen like a sensitive boss before that. And so like to just recognize that like, okay, one day you're sad or one day you're off. It doesn't mean tomorrow is going to be like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Like knowing like you've been here, like not catastrophizing. You've been here. Yeah. 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 Totally. It's very helpful. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, we have been, we are we over time, which we is did great. It. Remy, <laughs> Remy you plug your we stuff? are sorry about your uh, yesterday and today, but you know what? It's not the end of the world. No, today was fine. Yeah, yes, I'm okay. glad it happened. It I'm just, glad you got to let it out. Just yesterday. So yesterday. I'm just, remember you guys, Hillary Duff? Yes. Remember the early aughts? Yes. Anyway, yep. you guys come find me on the internet. One day I'm sad. One day I'm not. What are we going to get? Who knows? Remy Casimir, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Um, You can also follow How Come Podcast on Instagram. How Come is on all the players. Also, if you like Love Island or you want to start Love Island, I have another podcast called We Really Love Island (laughs) um, where we watch the show and explain it to you. And yeah. I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Love you, Remy. I'm going to go watch The Last Bachelor. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And you know what to do. You know where to find me and Maddie. Please rate, review, subscribe, guys. Yeah, do it. All right. Thanks, Remy. Bye, Maddie. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.